I was going to say three guys you've never heard of and then change it to like eyes you've never heard of. I don't get that at all. Oh, because she goes by... Oh, yeah. Like the second half of her last name or something? Yeah, Vers, Veers. 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 Three guys you've never heard of shamelessly prepare for Endgame. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, New trailer out. A, yeah. Oh, yeah. man. We'll get there. I've got the Shiviers. We'll <laughs> Shiviers. That's how you pronounce it, right? In the Marvel yep. Cinematic Universe? Exactly. <laughs> We're a podcast. Correct. Yeah. About watching movies. Sometimes new ones, sometimes not new ones. Most of the time, if it is a new one, it's not by the time you hear this. True story. It has yeah, been a Yeah, we, uh, we watch movies. Usually, the movie is in theaters when we watch it, mm-hmm. and then we talk about it. Yeah. Uh, and then... Sometimes, we all agree, and sometimes we don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. True. Sometimes, we gang up on one of the people. <laughs> Mainly David. Who, that's why I brought oats this time. <laughs> oh, you're, you're defensive fortifying yeah, oats? exactly. Good. <clears throat> so, David, how do you do? Uh, I'm doing... Man, honestly, pretty burnt out right now. Yeah. Been going hard lately. Uh, but I'm excited for... I love when the first of a month falls on a Monday. Because it's like a double... Okay, and I know that this has zero actual bearing on like life. But for me, it's just like a mental little edge to be like, man, clean break, starting fresh. I'm probably going to get a haircut on Sunday <laughs> before the first... If what I wasn't, if I wasn't wait, married, but the first if I was, is a whole week away. I know. I'm just saying. I'm excited for it. If He's I, excited. If I wasn't um, married, I'd shave my head on the Sunday the thirtieth. So, question though: Shouldn't the first of a month for it to be a clean break start on a Sunday? Uh, depends on how you. I mean, so how I like to have my calendars organized? Yes, because mm. I like to start with a Sunday. Some people start with Monday on their like weekly calendars. It's weird. Um, but I don't know. I'm excited. I'm getting into some new training programs for myself. And I, the sun is out. The sun is out. And yeah, I'm just invigorated. Are you not having a good time because Duran beat you at CrossFit? <laughs> uh, no, I'm actually okay with that. Uh, it's this last workout. It's what I. It's what I had. I think what you meant to say was it's okay because it's I'm four out of five. Oh yeah, because <laughs> it's okay because I've beat him in the first four, and he definitely got me in this last one. It was close. But you got me. Duran, yeah. how do you do? Uh, I'm good. This from becoming a CrossFit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's not have that be what we do. Um, that can be our spinoff. The two guys do CrossFit and one guy watches. <laughs> one guy watches and talks about how terrible it looks <laughs> and how they'll never do it. Yeah. Um, I'm good. Work is good. Slowing down. I just started... This past week was the first week of my master's program. Hey! So, how do you feel about that? It's good. Yeah? Yeah, it's going well. Um, it's kind of strange because I, so I work in two different master's programs. I'm not in either of those. Mm-hmm. I'm in a different one. Um, but just looking at the types of assignments in work that the two that I work in have... Versus the one that I'm in, like it's already a huge difference. Mm-hmm. So it's weird, but this is organizational organizational leadership. It is, yeah, cool, yeah, awesome. 
That's exciting. Yeah, that's going well. Uh, CrossFit Open is done. I'm actually really glad that it's over. Yeah, that's what I've got going on. Scott, how do you do? How do you do? Uh, also a little burned out. Yeah. Uh, this week was midterm week. So the nice thing is I have spring break starting yesterday. The problem, though, is that my grader for two of my classes only thought there was one class. So I went to submit grades. Well, I didn't go to submit grades, but I was like organizing grades kind of middle of the weekish, and I noticed that they didn't have half of the grades done, so I had to go. Is that like for program. all things throughout the semester so far? Mm-hmm. Wow. Which also sucks for the students just because they don't get feedback. And, right, yeah. It, it, Wouldn't they? So did they not notice? Um, they just didn't say anything. Gotcha. And so it's just one of those ones of like, uh, great. <laughs> like it's just time. Yes. Hey, how you doing in that class? I have no idea. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. The professor know. hasn't done anything. He won't showing up, but but no one's mentioned it to him. Yeah, and it's it's hard too because I I reckon this is a CS class, and so we're we're building foundational material type stuff, and so if they don't know they're doing it wrong, then they keep doing it wrong, and so there's just a it just stinks. And so I spent a lot of time at work this past week, and I'll spend a lot of time next week. Closing that gap between part of the thing. But other than that, well, I feel as though my life has been coming home and eating food and then going to sleep. Other than that, so. I'm looking forward to a little break, a little, a little relaxation. Yeah. So, no, I'm excited that it's uh, that it's podcast morning. I'm excited that... You should be excited too, viewers. Yeah? We've got a heck of an episode. Good. Awesome. Uh, shall we talk about the movie? That we're talking about this week? Yeah. Let's yeah. do it. Uh, what movie are we talking about, guys? Captain Marvel. Marvel. That's how it's pronounced in the cinema- Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, Marvel. 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 Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. That was annoying to me. Uh, was Captain a- Marvel. Yep. <laughs> 2019 film uh, directed by Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck. Are you sure it's not Bowden? And Fleck. Fleck. <laughs> And uh, it was written by them and uh, someone else with a long last name. Geneva Robert Dwarit. Dwarit. Geneva Robertson Dwarit, founder of the Geneva, Geneva Convention and writer of Captain Marvel. Uh, and the music was by um, Pinar Toprak. Toprak. I'm betting that's Pinar Toprak. Pinar Toprak. I mean, this is a real person, right? This isn't like a D&D character we're making fun <laughs> of. Oh. He made he made a score for a thing. Sorry, Scott butchered. Uh, I mean, <laughs> one, it's a woman. Okay, well, that's good. Uh, could have included that. Sorry, guys. Hey. Sorry, Duran assumed your gender. Well, PNR. yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, so she, you know what? I am assuming, uh, just based on her profile on IMDb, mm. um, did the music for Fortnite, the video game. And Justice League. Have you guys played Fortnite? Dot, 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 uh, No, I've never dots. played Fortnite. No. Okay. Have you? I, I was wondering if the, the music for Fortnite was notable in any way. I have not played it, no. Uh, I mean, I think that pre-teens everywhere sure. love it. Sure. Uh, I don't remember anything about the Justice League other than I didn't like it. <laughs> I don't remember the score I don't score remember the score. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't good. Okay, wasn't good. Good. okay, okay. Thanks, Dave. Uh, scores, yeah. critical scores. Um, IMDb gave Captain Marvel seven point one out of ten. 
Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, the critics gave it a 79%, while the audience gave it 62%. Metacritic gave it a 64%, and the cinema score is an A. Do you guys hear about the Rotten Tomato stuff? What about? Uh, that before, like, well before the movie came out, there was massive downvoting. Oh, really? Yeah. Like and, audience downvoting? Yeah. Um, and a lot of people were, uh, to, to paraphrase, uh, his name is Clark Gregg, the guy who plays Coulson. Uh, the fans were butthurt. He actually said that in an interview about the fans. Basically, uh, Brie Larson, who plays Captain Marvel, uh, she... I'm going to get a little bit of this story wrong, but essentially she told her... Of course, correct. I'm well oh, right. No, it was at a uh, at an event when she was speaking. Are you talking about when she was like, I don't need white dudes to tell yeah. me? Yeah, so yeah, she yeah, was yeah. basically just like, I don't need a 40-year-old white dude to tell me that my movie stinks. It wasn't made for him. Yeah. And then she was like, I'm not saying I hate white dudes. I'm just saying like... Yeah. And her basically, her message was we need more... Because she started off saying how... Uh, over 60%, almost 70% of the movie critics in America are white men. Mm-hmm. And how that's very disproportionate to the um, breakdown of... Um, demographics. The demographics of the yeah. country. Yeah. Um, and so she was basically just saying, hey, we need more voices at the table. But yeah. she said it in kind of a clumsy way. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, well, I didn't ever get the specifics on that, but I did see someone else asking her about that situation. And her clarification was basically that, that... She's not denouncing white men mm-hmm. and their opinions. She's just saying we need more opinions that represent everyone better. Yeah. And my like this whole it's like a non-controversy controversy. This everyone drummed it up like, "Oh man, like this movie well, is this I think the vocal minority is incentivized to do that, right? Like oh. if you're thinking about the guys that I shouldn't say guys, the people, right? Yeah. The people that are trying to push that message. Well, there is I mean there's there's YouTubers and channels pushing out three, four videos a day, just schlocking uh, Captain Marvel as like feminist propaganda, all this mm. stuff, and it's like, man, guys, st- you're really reaching here. Yeah, yeah. Jeez, they like they like just grabbed onto that soundbite and then just kept on pummeling it. Okay. Boom. Um. I, yeah, but I think ultimately my my whole point is that I think the you think the audience score is deceptive. Yeah, like anything where people are going to be. Uh, non-accountably adding things. That's fair. Um, IMDb and, and the audience score yeah. of Rotten Tomatoes is going to be tainted in some way. And I... Well, it's interesting, because I feel like the IMDb score kind of fits, because um, we'll get into this. Mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time looking at scores yeah. for origin films, and we'll get there. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anything else about the film? Uh, it stars Brie Larson is. Carol Danvers verse Captain Marvel, which, I mean, let's be real, she's never actually called Captain Marvel in the film, but no, we can talk about that. Uh, we Do you got... think she will be in Endgame? I don't know. There's that last scene where like Nick Fury is talking to her, yeah. and she's like, "It was Marvel," and then yeah, but Marvel. So like, Marvel was someone else, right? Yeah, it was Marvel the, was the the doctor the. Wendy Larson uh, or Lawson. Uh, yes. Spoiler Annette. alert. <laughs> spoilers. Come spoilers. on. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Three guys you never heard of spoil your movies. Yep. Um, Annette Benning played Supreme or Dr. Yeah. Wendy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Both. Um, so she was Marvell. Yeah. 
We've got Samuel Jackson playing Nick Fury. A young Nick Fury. A very young Nick Fury. Did you guys computer know? Computer face. Uh, computer face. Was it they, actually computer face? Yeah. It looked so, really good. It looked fantastic. I the didn't reason why it looked fantastic was because they used his face from movies when he was younger. That's amazing. Like, they went in yeah. digitally and were like, we're going to take his face from these movies that he was in 20 yeah. years ago and superimpose, like, the expressions that's amazing. Man. I didn't know that. Like I, I had no yeah, idea. That's I'd... like a, that's like a CGI Hannibal Lecter. A little bit, yeah. Yep. You, yep. Good. Thanks. I don't know about that sound effect. <laughs> Have you ever put a face on your face? Sounds like that. You know what? I haven't put well, a face on my face. You can a, a good substitute is a bunch of baloney. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> we made it. We, we got Jude Law as Yon Rog. Yon Rog. Oh, we missed uh, like a hiccup burp combo. Ben Mendelson, Mendelson, uh, who plays Talos. Is it the uh, scroll guy? Scroll guy. He is the scroll guy. Um, one thing, real quick, that I'm going to talk about here: when he is impersonating Nick Fury's boss, uh-huh. he is Ben Mendelson, yes. right? Oh, yes. really? Yep. Yeah. Nice. Um, has Ben Mendelson's voice because it's Ben Mendelson because. Well, let's say he has Nick Fury's boss's voice. Yeah. Then he's back into his scroll form. Uh-huh. Same voice. Yeah. Like by chance. Did that bother you? Yes, it bothered oh, me. Oh, I didn't even notice it. Because Man, these these two things completely went over my head. Because when I was it. there's no, okay maybe by chance because yeah. it's a big galaxy. Yeah, yeah. When he's Talos, that is his real voice, and it perfectly matches with Nick Fury's boss's voice. But otherwise, why would he stick with Nick Fury's boss's voice after returning to his real Maybe he was like, oh, this one's smooth. It's a good one. I mean, it is a unique voice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, yes, watching the movie, I, I immediately noticed, I was like, oh, I noticed, come on. I noticed that, too. Yeah. I don't know if we necessarily need to get into the rest of them. Uh, uh, well, well uh, Lashana Lynch. Lashana Lynch. She was, she was the... the Buddy she was Maria yeah, Rambo. Yeah, I think she deserves some some pointing out. The rest of them are just the uh, Clark Gregg, Agent Coulson. I love that guy. I love his character and I love his actor. His actor, the person that plays Clark Gregg in his uh, biopic, <laughs> his actor, his biopic, uh, Clark Gregg, the Shield Man, the Shield Man. Yeah, Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel. Uh, we gotta do thumbs. Okay, yes, we do. And in thinking what thumb, in the dramatic thumb reveal, I've been rethinking how I've done thumbs in the past. Oh, gosh. Oh, I interesting. Know, because I know. No, are you, not wait, about wait, 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 pause. Are you about to renege on your positive thumbs of terrible movies? No, no, no. I'm not going to renege Aquaman thumb. No, I'm trying to backtrack. I mean, if he does it now, he will. <laughs> Here's... We can talk about it after I give the thumb. And I'm still not quite sure what thumb to give it. Um, I thought we had a pretty thorough discussion yeah. and agreed on what thumbs meant. Can we can we rehash that real quickly? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you liked Dren, it, you're neutral, you, you don't like it. Is that basically it? I thought that was Well, the... I think it was you were just, you're giving it your impression just just based on the film, as a film, yeah. right? Um, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 totally fine. I'm ready for my thumb. I'm ready for it. That was a quick rehash. I'm ready for my thumb. Okay. Um, I guess I'm ready. I'm torn, but... We'll, we'll talk about it. We'll get there. 
Yeah, I okay. mean, okay, and also, are we doing are we, are we doing forty five degree angles no, here? No, 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 okay, no. thank you. I'm sorry, I'll I'll stop breaking the rules. <laughs> yeah, are yeah, you, with are, your multiple are you gonna, thumbs. Are you going to get your big toe involved here? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's going to be straight up, straight down, or to the side. That's it. Okay. Okay. No double thumbs. I'm just going to start in the middle. I'm going to move it around, baby. Oh, you're going to move it around. All right. All right. One, two, three. Wait, wait. What are you <laughs> Why are you counting upwards? Because I'm going to count to seven. We do it on seven. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. No, on count seven. One. <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Oh! No, I'm here. I'm here. Oh! <laughs> uh, I was almost with... I was almost that first one. Duran, Duran started as a down. Yeah. David's got a David's got a neutral, and I've got thumbs. Because honestly, that's those are the two that I was between was a down thumb and really? a middle thumb. I was between but, down and middle too. But well, I this be a good conversation then. I think it's more towards middle. Hey, Dran, let's gang up on Scott. Do it, man. I Hashtag still, Aquaman. Hashtag justice Aquaman. for Aquaman. Justice, <laughs> justice. Oh, for oh, Aquaman. Good. Um, Interesting. Okay, so I actually it was so what go- was your what was your conflict? I was going to go down, um, but. I stayed middle, and we'll talk about why. Yeah, I mean, we've yeah, about yeah, no, I. Okay, also. so the, so the biggest thing for me. Yeah. Okay, big level kind of broad strokes here. Um, how I looked at it was the titular character, right? Is that it? Yes, that is. But <laughs> why don't you just why, use why real words? Emphasizing the, uh, the just first use part of that real word. words. Titular, titular is yeah, a real word. Yeah, it is the yeah. title character. There you go. Uh, is Captain Marvel. And then I was thinking about the other title characters in the Marvel Universe. And I was like, man, I love all of them. And I honestly can't picture anyone else playing Captain America. Definitely can't picture anyone else playing Iron Man or mm-hmm. Thor. And I was like, I could picture a whole lot of people playing Carol Danvers. Granted, it's just one movie. We don't know her that well. But my biggest thing was the was character. I didn't think her character was well-developed. And he- you say that liking Aquaman? No, I liked Aquaman. Aquaman? <laughs> the movie that's I mean zero character wait a development. Second. Wait a second though, yes. because Aquaman means that we got to see Jason Momoa shirtless a but, lot. But that's that's true, and that's my biggest problem with uh, Greatest Showman is no shirtless Zac Efron Greatest or Snowman. Hugh Jackman. Here's here's the deal. Aquaman was con- and there's there's other facets to this besides just character. Aquaman was consistent. It was consistently big and dumb okay. the whole time. No, good. why are we making this an Aquaman podcast? We can't you, do this. You, don't I, do didn't, this. I didn't, I didn't make it. We cannot go back into this. As someone that's on the same page as you with Captain Marvel, please don't make... I did don't, not don't bring up Aquaman. connections to Aquaman. I didn't bring up Aquaman. Scott okay. did. I did. Okay. I would like you to justify your oh, two statements that you just... Justify? Oh, uh, Captain Marvel was... So, so basically, your critique is that it, it, there was no character development. And uh, it, well, like here, the, no, here's what the here's character, what the character development Marvel. was. Yeah. Um, so in the, in the previews, we saw those flashbacks of her, right? And then I was like, oh, cool. We'll have some cool scenes with her. And then it turned out that that was all they were in the movies were flashbacks and just kind of like snapshots of those things, right? And so I, I feel like we never got to see her go through anything. We, we were just told what to feel about her. And then at the end, I didn't really feel anything like the big grand moment. I was like... I mean, I like the montage of her getting back up. Actually, I, I like that part. Um, but there wasn't enough weight for me. I, I remember just being like, I don't really care about her right now. It also didn't help that her, the like initial scene of her going full Super Saiyan, um, mm-hmm. that whole fight scene, 
they're like, oh, we'll get into the fight scenes. They're like, hey, guys, let's put like in, what is it, like a 90s I'm or just 80s a girl. pop mm, song behind this. So that's my, my second point was. You mean like Africa? <laughs> when we go on our safari. Oh, adventure. God, that was bad. That was bad. But my thing yeah. is, it was totally like just inconsistent. And I didn't really have a big issue with that. I liked... Wait, we're, we're all over the place. I, I'm still interested in the character. Because oh, yeah. I think the tone is actually one of my highlights. Cool. No, it, it was unique the, for sure, but... Yeah. It was I, a smorgasbord. I, I, think the, I think what David... I'm not going to say what David's <laughs> thinking. But, like, my issue is that um, as a character, she's kind of bland in the sense that, like... Oh, she's kind of quippy and sarcastic. Um, and just, like bouncing around i guess like there isn't for someone that's been through all the things that she's been through like she's pretty nonchalant yeah but but i think that you could look them different lens of she has had no identity other than her cree identity and that cree identity is fabricated it's manufactured that's true and Um, so she has no like she has no but we don't even know what her identity was before that because again we don't get Anything. Well, but she doesn't either, right? That's the whole point. Yeah, yeah. That, but like, like, but at the same time, like, what are we like? It's nice for us to be like, oh yeah, we don't know what she was like before because neither does she. But then we have this like persona that's kind of empty. I feel I've got a good illustration of what I'm trying to say here. So the point where she realizes that Yonrog was a total lie and a traitor and all that mm-hmm. stuff, uh, that had the potential to be like a real piercing moment because he was basically it appeared like they were really really close friends slash a mentor mentee relationship kind of and really close and then but there wasn't i didn't really feel the impact of that reveal on captain marvel's character she was just like oh this is a thing now that we've got to i've got to handle and we'll just move forward and i feel like if we had seen maybe we had that fight scene in the beginning where there was some quippy banter but that was just one illustration of we didn't see her experience of like any close, intimate, cool things in that life, and then the switch over to like, oh, this is my real identity. Wait, wait, sorry, we were just you're... told. See, what I'm saying like, no, I, I don't. So go go back to what you just said. You said we didn't get any views into what, um, into which life. You said, oh, sorry, into like her Cree, her existence as a Cree. Oh, okay. So like, you're right. We're talking about all these things that are true of the story progression but we never got to see any of the i guess of the colorful like we saw the outline of what it is but we didn't see any of the color of any of those moments oh but but i think the the color of those moments is bleak and i think that's the point right of the cree yeah of her existence as a cree see i would argue that i didn't get that either like when yon rog betrayed her and she like this whole switch happened like i didn't feel any impact on her character well i would even say because if we're talking about her life as a Cree, mm-hmm. like, because we've already talked about how, oh, she's, like, quippy and non, like, I've already said, like, she the whole movie, she's, like, quippy and nonchalant and sort of, like, sarcastic and, like, just bouncing around, and it's, like, okay, she might not have been like that before losing her memory, but then she comes into this society where things are supposed to be bleak, and they're, like, in this, like, constant galactic war, and somehow, in that setting, she has become this sort of, like comical character at times and it's like how did that happen yeah, like I, they go out on this mission that's like we're going out on this top secret mission to try to get one of our spies like this is going to be super dangerous and she's still just like throwing out jokes and like 
not being insubordinate, but like clearly not taking things super seriously. And I think there's room for that development, but I just, I, I didn't really get to see her, I guess, really yeah. was my big thing. And it was funny because I liked Captain Marvel was probably my least part of the favorite part of the movie. I really liked a lot of the side characters. I liked the story. I liked a lot of things. And she was like, I did not like her. I liked her. And I think she's going to do really well in Endgame. I'm excited to see her bounce mm-hmm. off those other characters. But I was just like, man, I think that she's my least favorite part of the movie. I think it's because... Not, I, mean, I because, say least favorite part because she was fine. She wasn't bad. Yeah, Actually, yeah. I liked Brie Larson, but... I don't think it has like anything to do with Brie Larson. No, I think it's, it's the, the way that they wrote the character. Oh, man. See, I had the exact opposite experience. I thought she carried the movie and the rest of it was kind of... Like, I think the story has some major problems. For sure. It there did. There just massive it, plot holes that they it was, introduced. It, and it was kind of boring. I did like... For some reason, call me naive. The scroll switch, I loved. Yeah, and I didn't I, see that, that coming. I was like, "Oh, that's cool." Yeah, and yeah. I thought that Talos, Ben Mendelsohn as Talos, was really good. I, yeah. I, like, I walked out of it, and I told Gwen, like, as I walked out, I was like, "Oh, that's like the answer to Aquaman's." I know we're bringing this back to Aquaman, but it's something we had a long conversation about of Aquaman's lack of kitsch, right? Like, we talked before we went to Aquaman, and we talked after Aquaman that the only thing that was joking about Aquaman was Aquaman. Right? Yeah. Like, no other characters in the movie were... For sure. Right? And so in this, you had the opposite, where you had foils that she could play off of, like Samuel Jackson and like Clark Gray. Yeah. Right? Where you had that, that she could be naive in this new world type thing, Fish but you still had the reaction that was appropriate, right? And Samuel Jackson can... Samuel Jackson, so he can do that kind of thing very yeah. well, and so you get that thing that it doesn't feel forced, right? Yeah. That first interaction where, the, like, she's on the phone, yeah, and he walks up to her, right? Like that didn't feel. I like that. Oh, scene. that felt great. And so, like, I I directly pulled this this line, and and I don't necessarily think I want to belabor too much, right? Between Captain Marvel and Wonder Woman, and that it's the same kind of story mm-hmm. of like you you're coming out of your element and then going into this new element, but I felt as though in Captain Marvel it was never forced right it kind of happened in the background but it wasn't ever like yeah. there's like a punchline that she's gonna make like when she yeah. gets to this point where that happened a let, little bit yeah. in wonder woman let the record show i like marvel better than wonder woman oh, yeah cool interesting um i think i do too but i think so i think what it really comes down to for me with captain marvel and i didn't realize this until the previews that this movie is not made for adult marvel fans this is this is like this is made for a younger audience like even watching the previews you're like wow these are all previews for kids movies and then you get into the movie and just like the way that she is and sort of like i don't know it was like it was much more fun than i was expecting it to be we compared to what though i guess um i mean even compared to like iron man the first iron man the first iron man is not like a fun movie as, as Tony Stark's going through his origin story. In this, like, I feel it is fun. Like, she gets captured pretty much early on, mm-hmm. and she breaks out, and as soon as she starts running around the scroll ship, you're like, oh, this is funny. She's got those things stuck on her hands. That she's, was the she, only good fight. In she's movie. still winning the fight, even with these things on her fan, hands. She's still, like, she seems like she's having a good time. She's kind of laughing about how things are going. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, you pair that, though, with the main plot point, which is, like, the oppression of uh, a people. That's not very... Yeah, I, I'm not disagreeing with your point. I just didn't... Yeah, but I feel like that. they also didn't show that super well. Well, but, I mean, if they did, then there would be a pretty heavy critique of, like, why are we caring about 
this other thing that has nothing to do with our main character. Right, like that, that conflict is a background conflict. It's not the main conflict. In the it is, but I think that it's... I think the tone of the movie kind of discounts it, even. Because of her... I don't want to say her positive attitude, but her like upbeat attitude throughout the movie makes it not feel like it's as big of a deal. Like nothing in the movie feels like it's as big of a deal because she's like it's so interesting. Because my my perspective on time. her wasn't necessarily that it was upbeat; it was more of that it was uh, not formed yet. Hmm. Which I see you guys. I I see your complaint in that that makes that her character shallow, but I feel that that's more true to her situation of that's where she's coming from as a character. I, but I feel like if if you're gonna if if we're talking about how her her memory is basically formed from when she starts as a Cree mm-hmm. to like the end of this movie, like that is supposed to be bleak. Yeah, but but what I mean by that is like it's an empty right. She she is a vessel that has been wiped clean of identity. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, why why would you expect there to be identity in that vessel? Well, let's. let's well, I guess compare... like the identity that she ends up with, what what identity she does end up with, doesn't feel like it matches the situation. That's my issue. Well, let's bring it. in let's let's bring in Guardians of the Galaxy for a second, right? So you can look at the character arcs of several of those characters as pretty bleak and morose. Like, holy cow! Especially like Peter Quill or Rocket the Raccoon. Mm-hmm. But there's still a lot of heart and lightheartedness and f- and fun infused into that those arcs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but to agree with you guys, I think that like Rocket Raccoon's sarcasm is a defense mechanism against that bleakness. Oh, or is, yeah, I don't think that fits for Captain Marvel. I agree with Grant in the sense of like no, for sure, there's a disconnect there. Of, yeah, absolutely. I'm just saying like the there's room for that quippiness and the upbeatness okay. along with a more salt like a more yeah. Uh, anchored like solemn undertone, mm-hmm. um, but I think that, uh, that I think that you're saying is missing. Yeah, because I think like let, even comparing Rocket Rocket to Captain Marvel, like Rocket, um, all of his quippiness comes from what I think you're saying from like yeah a hurt mm-hmm. like disjointed place, um, but Captain Marvel's like she her like quippiness is like it just feels more upbeat, you know. Yeah. And it's like no, she's from a pretty similar place that Rocket is from in the sense that like she was kind of as far as she remembers, she was created kind of similar to the way that Rocket was, right? Mm-hmm. Like she was brought back to life or you know injected with Cree blood, inserted into this like like warring society and culture. Um, and then is just like trained as this basically like a military weapon mm-hmm. and still she seems like i don't know it's not it just doesn't well, it doesn't come from the same place that rocket says even though they're very similar i think it would make more sense if she was like a bit harsher well we don't get with rocket we get him in in conversation or just self reflection some lines of dialogue or things that hint at that and with her we're just told her story and that's what I'm saying from the beginning but we never saw her struggle with any of that really that's true besides just being told this was her transition and we didn't see her as the character like give us any insight into how she actually feels about that yeah like there's very brief things where she's like oh this why like the supreme intelligence is taking the shape of this person that I don't know I wonder who that is and then it moves on 
Oh, so you're saying like that's the that's the most that we get out of yeah out of her existence as a Cree and wondering like what was my yeah, past still, life? But I would still better than Gal Gadot. I would still I would still argue though that that is because uh, what's the alternative, right? The alternative is that we spend more time. I think that in that early scene, right? That that early like that first act of her, yeah, dealing with that. And I feel like that doesn't move the plot in any way. Well, well I would say I, I think so, that what we're talking about would take would take a restructuring of how they showed the plot. Well, for even. Sure. Um, so when it starts with her on, I can't remember the planet, the yeah, Cree planet. The Cree planet. Um, KP. They, so she's sparring with Yonrog. Jude Law, Yonrog, and the like from from the time that they're because well I guess she wakes up because she's having the nightmare, mm-hmm. um, but then they start sparring and then from the sparring they go to the supreme intelligence and their all their conversations are kind of like how she needs to learn to control her powers. Mm, yeah. And they're not about her struggling with her identity. Yeah, but I think that, remember, flip it from the perspective that she is being highly controlled at that point. That's true. Right, like, again, like, she is, she's being controlled by Yonrog and arguably Supreme Intelligence. Yeah. To fit into, like you said, a military weapon type situation. Yeah. And so, of course, he's not going to confront her on, like, her identity because he doesn't want her to feel that identity. Yeah, but if we, but I feel like that would lend more character development like i feel like she should be questioning her identity more during those times even if she's not getting any response yeah that's not the movie right like if the movie because think about this for a second think of if we had like a three-part marvel captain marvel movie and that first one was entirely her in this very oppressive society from her perspective right mm-hmm. knowing knowing that the the whole conflict is flipped and that she's the one who's being used as a weapon right so yeah we're in this oppressive society then you can have that main character that's giving her the you need to control your powers. You need to be a better person. You need to be more conformist to the oppression. But then you can have a side character that she confides in that says, you know, like, I just don't know who I am. I don't know what these memories are. I don't know who the supreme intelligence is, right? But that just takes so much away from what we're doing with the movie, right? Then that becomes a non-uniform plot line. Yeah. We we move past this. I don't. I, don't, I think. I think we all. I think we're beating this. Uh, yeah. Well, let's talk about Nick Fury. Into the ground. Real quick. Okay. Yeah. What about him? So my character complaint from the beginning also has to do with Nick Fury. I was I love Samuel Little Jackson in the movie. I thought he did a great job. I liked the I liked their chemistry together. I liked that when he approached from the phone booth, it was great. I liked kind of seeing that. But with how Nick Fury's been built up so far in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I was just hoping to see. I he was pretty. He was good. He was he was like the best. He was still pretty flat to me too, though. Like I didn't see any formation, and I didn't. I was hoping to see something that would lend some insight into the, kind of how he became like the Nick Fury he wasn't that we've seen. This is so wild to me because you guys are saying these things, and I have like the exact opposite reaction. Yeah, well, I, I mean, think I, a lot of the time they spent with him. Like was I would, just I would based argue, I would argue this is like banter and jokes. Well, I would argue this is like Nick Fury's prologue. Yeah, like no, the movie in yeah, general no, sure. is like it, just no, Nick Fury. It, yeah, it is, and I really, I actually was happy to see him get as much screen time as he did. I enjoyed yeah. him in the movie, um, and we can talk, we can nitpick over the whole eye thing happened to just be a cat, but yeah, which well, not makes, a cat, a flurkin, yeah, right. a flurkin, but which makes his line in Winter Soldier hilarious. Yeah. Last time I trusted someone, yeah. I lost an eye. Like, um, oh, you mean? Yeah, the cat. cat. <laughs> yeah. So, I, so I liked him. I was just hoping to see more. Something about well, I totally agree because yeah. again, so he's got this what like CIA background. Um, sure, I mean, 
Because he's, he's still part of S.H.I.E.L.D. at that he's point. He's in S.H.I.E.L.D. at this point. S.H.I.E.L.D. doesn't have as much yeah, yeah, yeah. power. Um, but so he even says that like his him running into uh, Carol, I guess is what I'll yeah. refer to her, um, and the scroll and the Kree is like the first alien yeah. encounters that he's had. Yeah. And he takes it in such That's stride. He does so much in this movie. He also goes like rogue and insubordinate against his like against his outfit, wherever he's working for yeah. for a bit, and then well, he like goes to sp- like so many things happen to him, and he's just like, "I'm I'm Sam, I'm Nick Fury, I'm just a guy." He's just like this whole time. This yeah, is normal, I mean. even though it's like none of this. I is mean, normal. And it was super enjoyable to watch, but I was just like, ah, this man, this could be more depth here. I don't know. But I, uh, I think you guys are. This is interesting. I think you guys went into this expecting. Something different. Well, maybe that's why. No, that's that's exactly. I think you are one hundred percent hitting it on the nose. Maybe that's why is that I, left. I went into this thinking like this is going to be like a. I don't want to say more adult, but like a more serious origin film, which would make sense because it's in it's what like the twenty fourth or well whatever that and like this is it's situated between Infinity War and yeah. Endgame. So in yeah. my mind, it's like that's the tone yeah. that we're hitting with Marvel movies right sure. now. Sure, and then it comes in. And it's just not rather than being aimed at like your average like middle age, not middle age, but like your older Marvel yeah. fans that are like who who remember Iron Man when it came out. Who yeah, yeah I think it's aimed at like I don't know if I want to say this. I think that they were like, hey, we're making a movie about a female superhero. Let's have it appeal to like young female audiences. Mm, sure. Did you hear about the? the big charity like the big thing they were pushing like donate money to buy tickets for underprivileged girls to go see Captain Marvel what's wrong with that well there's nothing wrong with it but because my so my main point right the, the the point I was going to talk about is how well this movie handles inclusion yeah well I really liked it's funny because I think of all three of us I'm probably the most prone to kind of scoff it yeah. stuff like that but I was like that whole montage of her getting back up and yeah. that all that thread through the entire movie oh I loved it I was on board I was like hell yeah this is great um I really enjoyed it I I thought it was okay. gonna be I thought it was gonna be like cringe worthy like cause you can like be over the top yeah, of yeah, that, yeah. but it wasn't I, I think was like, that oh, okay. man I just wish they hadn't done that song with that fight scene. Oh, oh, what? That, that doesn't bother me either. Oh, yeah. Well, that, that kind of killed that moment for me. You know, every um, single fight, speaking of fight scenes, I think that that song was kind of jar. It was jarring. It was so jarring. But also, the way they edited every fight scene except for the fist one. The fist mm-hmm. one was, was enjoyable. Everything else, I it was, the I, I hated it. The fight scenes I could not follow. Yeah, because they were doing the thing which we like to do now in movies, which is like super up close, lots yeah. of cuts and no like yeah. wide scale. Yeah. Which well, is why John of, Wick is awesome. Kind of. Boom, John so, Wick. So, okay. Love it. Parabellum. Yeah. So much better. John Wick is very amazing. Fight scenes. Watch the movies just but, for the fight but, scenes. But hold up. Did you see Aquaman? <laughs> okay, so I was just gonna say this. So we were talking about expectations, right? Uh-huh. I think one of the reasons I loved Aquaman is because I knew it was gonna be long, big, and dumb, and it was long, big, and dumb, and I was so happy. That's what she said. But, Thank you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, and so, uh, which actually is a kind of leads into my thumb predicament earlier, because I gave Venom a down, right? I don't know. I think so. I gave it a middle. You gave it a middle. And thinking about me giving this movie a middle, I I almost want to move Venom. I don't know because I Venom I enjoyed too, 
but I had some serious issues with how the movie um, was made. I mean, I would argue that as a film, just as a film, Marvel's Captain better. Marvel is better than. Oh, Widow. oh yeah, absolutely yeah. for sure. Yeah, um, but I could see. I think you're. I think you're getting. You're onto something here with yeah. like expectations of a film. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because I can go in and enjoy a really poor film if I'm in. If I if my expectations yeah. are not really right. Par well, that's a wrong it. example because it's um, a great film. But I think that. Yeah. And so yeah, yeah. Well, the only reason I bring it up is just because your guys is like the, the two things you brought up so far, I like you you've said your your how you viewed it. Yeah. And the thing you're saying is like entirely opposite, opposite of how, how I viewed it. it. Yeah. Right? Like you're saying like uh the, the most recent thing we just said was that you um Oh the Nick Fury piece? Nick or? Fury, right? That yeah. like that the Nick Fury was not like the, the point that Nick Fury wasn't too great in this movie. Like I was like, Oh, oh no, he No no no. Let me give don't get me wrong. Nick Fury was great. The way his character was written was poor. Brie oh, Larson no, no, no. was great. No, see, I thought, I thought written... the way I thought both of the ways their characters were portrayed were fantastic. Oh. Yeah. Right. I, again, if you're gonna have that much character development for a side supporting character, well, I would argue well, that no, he's don't, you don't need a that main character much. As well, then. Why isn't it a Nick Fury movie? You don't need that much. I would argue that it it's just as much a Nick Fury movie as it is a Captain Marvel movie. I would say it's like sixty forty. I, th- okay, I think sixty forty. Well, yeah, but I think <laughs> still, that this is the problem: is you guys keep saying these things of like, oh, I wish they did more of this, but then the movie becomes so bloated that it's not. No, 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 no. no. All just, it takes just is take out some of the jokes. Take out some of the jokes and have take it out just some of the witty banner and the jokes. Take and the take cat. two take minutes. Out. Take two minutes and have Nick Fury have a small existential like, what this is insane. Yeah, but never ha- once does he think never that never this once is crazy. in the Marvel universes that happened except for Ant Man. Right, like wh- why did Tony Stark never do that? Why did Captain America never do that? Why did? Bruce Banner never did that? Right, like what I'm saying is like that's totally off brand for the universe we're in. Right. Is it though? No, and they, they I'm trying to think of like when I, was the first time that Iron Man encountered something I or someone. I think you learn more from... about all of those characters in their first movie than you do about Captain Marvel in her first movie. Like I think they're more fleshed out, fully realized characters. But, but again, I go back to my point that like Captain Marvel doesn't have an identity. That's like her whole point. Yeah, I under, she doesn't have an identity. Yeah. I think. But so let's go back to Iron Man for a sec, right? I think yeah. the first time that Iron Man sees a thing that he can't explain is probably in Avengers maybe it's been a long time since I've watched I mean Thor sure yeah okay yeah good right but when does he see that's where I'm that's where I'm that was the first thing that came to my mind I think he first meets Thor in Avengers Avengers, right yeah oh he does yeah he does you're absolutely right it's it's Loki he he runs into Loki which like again I don't think he even understands what or who Loki is. Yeah. So yeah, he doesn't have a real reaction to him. Then he runs into Thor. Again, doesn't understand who or what he is really. And so he doesn't have... But like... He still has like an existential crisis. Of like... Wow. Like as the third act of Avengers is going on even. And then post third act of Avengers. Like going into the following films. I mean yeah, it's yeah. maybe not in the same film. But it's like... He has this existential dread that follows us all the way up through Infinity War of like yeah, but there it, is But it took us how lot. many movies of Iron Man to get there. Yeah, right? but he's not so it's different than like it kinda happened more slowly and not like like he doesn't encounter these things on like a very like casual level. Yeah, sure. Not in the same way that yeah. Nick Fury is like okay, maybe you're an alien, maybe not, whatever. And then, like, very, like, 
five minutes later my, my, is like, oh no, these are actual aliens come my, to Earth. My whole point is just simply that like the the Marvel universe does not take time to deal with that. I mean, like Captain America sees Red Skull in the very first Captain America film, right? Like yeah. tying in the Tesseract, all of this, right? And yeah. his reaction is like, oh, I got to fight you now. Yes, right? you're right. Like there, would, there isn't I mean, any like pause and. But he's. I don't want to defend these things. Because I feel like it's just a waste of time. Because yeah. then we're just doing opinions. No, but yeah. like, you could argue that he's fighting the Nazis that are doing a lot yeah. of really weird stuff. There's tons of scientific advancements. If, if For him to run into like what is a person that looks deformed weird. probably isn't as big of a deal than running into. Yeah, and my whole my whole point is just simply like I I think your critique is valid, right? The critique of like why is Nick Fury not freaking out? But I just feels that like the movie that's not what the movie's about. And I think that you're right yeah. in that I think Dave and I both went in with different expectations mm, sure. for what this film was sure. gonna be. I think that I was holding it to an Avengers expectation. Sure. Yeah. And that's why I'm looking at these things as negatives or as holes, because I'm like, no, the stakes are higher than this. Like the movie needs to be more serious than this. It needs sure. to like cover more bases. And in reality, it's like you're probably you were right, and that they can't. This can't be an Avengers style movie sure. and an origin yeah. film at the same time. I, I, and just speaking for myself, which is what I always do, I didn't Good. have the uh, I didn't have like the expectations of needing kind of a more serious or grandiose overtone. Um, I mean, and what I mean by that is like I walked into the movie and I didn't think nick fury was in it oh. like like uh, when i walked into the theater i did i wasn't thinking like oh i'm ready for samuel jackson yeah. to just like crush it right and so <laughs> yeah. when i saw him in the movie i was like hey awesome hey, that's cool it's like great they're doing the whole like marvel name drop thing but it's a character right uh, and then they bring clark reagan i was like hey, i like that guy man speaking of actually i just want to say i love the production design for the 90s well so that's one of the things i was gonna say was when they do that switch where yeah. she goes from kroll life yeah. and they go to 90s, even though it felt older than 90s a little bit, right? And they they actually changed like how they did their cinematography. Mm -hmm. They had those like really wide like zooming and panning shots in that car chase. Yeah, and it felt a lot more old school. I felt that was interesting because yeah. we complained about that in Aquaman. I'm sorry, we keep going back, right? It's cool. But right, they had the whole like shift of tone in Aquaman. Yeah. But I felt as though this movie is justified. Yeah, right. You had that feeling. Genius almost, draws criticism. So yeah, almost almost in that Guardians of the Galaxy style like. When you go back to Earth, it's a different feel than when you're in space. That yeah, kind of shift. Mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. yeah, no, I it's I like to see that intentionality yeah. behind kind of all aspects of it. You can tell the directors cared. I did hate the glamour slowdown shot in the opening scene when they go onto the planet to get the spy. Oh yeah, and they shoot out in the water and the time slows down. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that was bad. Um, that needs to stop. Boom. I'm just gonna say it right now. Well, I'm gonna say to get back to conventional action scenes. Yeah. They yeah, need. Sure. They need to get back because because I mean all these people are talented enough for for you to shoot it as like a an mm -hmm. older more conventional action sequence yeah. where you can actually see what's going on mm -hmm. and enjoy it rather than because really what happens when they do those cuts and things like that is that like your you brain out. your brain is filling in the details so it's the viewer is creating the coolness to it mm -hmm. um, yeah. Like, and I wonder if that has to do with like the amount of CGI they have to use now, right? For for like maybe. the scroll thing at the starting with the with the fist, right? Like, that's kind of hard to have her her actually fighting with like things on her hands, yeah. and then if you have characters that are in like full CGI, like this is complicated. Yeah, I think that's a weak excuse for what you're saying because I agree. Like, I 
I had the same thing of like, uh, yeah. yeah. Can, we, can we also talk about how the the scrolls just looked like humans with masks on? Yeah. I mean, Grant, so the, the scientist scroll guy was hilarious. I loved every, <laughs> every bit of him, dude. I loved it. But I will say this. Why, when they go up to do the space thing... Do you leave someone there to masquerading as Mark? Like, okay, best case scenario, you trick him. Sweet. Guess what? If everyone left, you know what the scenario is? He doesn't know where the hell you are. Wait, what are we talking about? I'm sorry. You the got sign, okay. When yon so, comes for her in the, at the farm place, they leave the scroll oh, behind okay, to yeah, pretend yeah, to be yeah. her for absolutely zero well, reason. They need. You're right. They What's the reason? They could have all just left. They could have and all just left. And he'd been like, "Where is she?" And it was just like to go from. But now the, she to knows. go from them being oh like, "We're gonna leave him here. He's probably gonna die. Whatever." Oh, he was to, my favorite. He to was so um, funny. he had like one line. He was so he, funny. Oh man. To Talos being like, "This isn't a war. This is us trying to save our people." And it's like you just Come left on, that guys. guy to die. Yeah. Here's yeah. The, also what I really liked about Talos is I didn't trust him. Even when like he was good, I was like, I'm not so sure. Because this is like the least glaring plot hole to me. It was just so funny to me because I was just like, well, oh man, I hate you... it. Because no, it was very much like, why would you leave him? You don't need to do that. Just yeah. everyone leave, and then Yon yeah. was like, I don't know where she is. Done. Yeah, I mean, I think you could argue that maybe. Well, I don't want to. It doesn't matter. I I don't necessarily think it's worth it. It was just kind of funny. Though. I mean, there's so it's the, not too big of a deal. It's just kind of funny. The writing for the movie though is, I would argue, well, so. Again, like when we walked out of the theater, I looked at Gwen and I was like, okay, the writers who wrote this were told, here's where you start, and here's where you have to end, right? Yeah. Like, we have to end at this point, because that's where, yeah. like, we need Endgame to start, basically. Yeah. And the writers were just kind of like, I guess, and then just, like, shoved it through, and there was well, just... Every, every part of the plot was just kind of cringeworthy of, like, yeah. really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I'd argue that even in spite of that, it was still an enjoyable movie, right? I like, like when she Indiana Jones then. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, one last time, take your powers away. And she's just like... <laughs> I love... Yes. I appreciate that. Um, <clears throat> she's like, I don't have to prove myself to you. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, why, why didn't she just obliterate them on the spaceship? Right? When she, like, knows that she needs to go save the people, and they spend, or, like, five minutes Or why fighting. did she let three human males... With like restrain her on the bus. I can't get past well, these okay, extras. <laughs> to be fair, as soon as she's like, "Okay, I'm done with this," she gets away from them. Yeah, yeah. no, she does. Um, I feel like we're just talking about small details. At this yeah, point. now we're just in the smorgasbord um, because we. Okay, so I kind of one of the things that I brought. Um, so basically, what I did is I went and looked at origin films. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I want to say ten. Marvel, Marvel, Marvel. Marvel. It's ten Marvel films, um, and two DC, right? And they are ranked in order. So what I did was I did IMD score, IMDb score times ten, um, and then averaged that Metacritic, Rotten Tomatoes critic, Rotten Tomatoes audience, and they are ranked from one to twelve mm-hmm. in how they did. Um, number one is Iron Man. Number two is Guardians of the Galaxy. Number three is Black Panther. So, like, first movies in a series, because Black Panther isn't really an origin film. Black Panther is what? 100% an origin film. How is it not an origin film? He's already Black Panther. Yeah, but it shows, like, how he became Black Panther. Yeah. Right? It's showing, like, he already, where he gets his power, and it he shows, He was already like, Black Panther before Black Panther. Yeah, but you saw him for... So, Peter Quill was already Peter Quill before Guardians. No, but he already had... Yeah, I guess you're right. No, yeah, yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, we Captain good. Marvel was Captain we, Marvel before Captain Marvel, right? Like, yeah. Are we, we good here, yeah. Dave? <laughs> I mean, he was in Civil War. That's what I'm, Thor, all I'm saying. Thor was Thor before Thor. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Guys. Um, Black Panther was Black Panther before Black Panther. So, I'll just... <laughs> you, you were right. We are both agreeing with you. Okay. Black Panther, the movie, origin film. Um, okay, so I'll just quickly go through these. So... In order of best reviewed to least reviewed, Iron Man, Guardians of the Galaxy, Black Panther, Wonder Woman, Batman Begins, Spider-Man Homecoming, Doctor Strange, Ant-Man, Captain America, Thor. Thor 7. Thor, <laughs> Captain Marvel, Incredible Hulk. When did they release... There's just a... When did they release Thor 7? Um, <laughs> if Thor 7 is better than Captain Marvel and the Incredible Hulk, I will <laughs> eat my shoe. What happened to the um, middle three? Or the, We skipped over four. Um, so that means that, based on what I did with scores here, Captain Marvel is the second to worst of these 12 films. The only film that's rated lower is the Incredible Hulk. That's the one with Edward Norton. Yeah. But it's still technically in... So I think there, was there a Fight Club crossover? No, it was <laughs> no. not a Fight Club crossover. I think there's a slight issue though in that, like Iron Man's been out for forever, and so this is this is a nostalgia effect too. And, you think so? Well, I think it's a double thing. I think one, it's a nostalgia effect, and two, I think that those scores are not. We were talking about the fact that like the the any audience based score of Captain Marvel is going to be tainted in some way. Yeah, which right. I I mean I highlighted that. So the our Rotten yeah, Tomatoes yeah, critic yeah, yeah. score is seventy nine. The audience score is 62. That's a difference yeah. of, what, like 17%? Yeah. The... Or, yeah, whereas like for Iron Man, the difference is 2%. The difference is 2%. Yeah. The The next one that's even kind of close to being that big of a difference is Black Panther. Um, yeah. Which I would argue probably has a similar a problem. 12%. Yeah. Well, I yes. think it's... Uh, well, I think, you know, the reason I say it is like, Ant-Man is about Captain America. Right. What? Did you see Ant-Man? Yeah. Nope. I didn't think you had. When I first this did ball. this, um, I was like, okay, Iron Man's at the top, Guardians is at the top, Black Panther's at the top. Makes sense. Um, I didn't even include Wonder Woman and Batman Begins at the beginning. Then I saw Homecoming being like kind of in the middle but near the top, and I was like, yeah, Homecoming was good. Then Doctor Strange is there, and I'm like, okay, that seems pretty high. And then Ant-Man, that seems pretty high. For Captain... America to be that low seemed strange. Yeah. Thor I knew was bad. <laughs> but then be, but then to get all the way through all of those and be like, wow, Captain Marvel's down here. To be fair, Cap, that, that first Captain America was What? No. Well, I was gonna say the David. worst of the Captain America movies. They're all amazing. Winter Soldier and Civil War are better than the first one. Yeah, but I'm saying that Captain America is oh, better yeah, no, than yeah. most yeah. other Marvel movies. So like if I was going to have one major takeaway from this, it's that I don't think this is the best representation of the quality of these films. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, I put Wonder Woman well, way lower. I also think there's an interesting... I think if you were to look at this in terms of... Because we, we can't control for time with these metrics. And yeah. I think that like Iron Man, probably if it came out today, would not be as highly rated. I'm not trying to rag on Iron Man. I love the movie. I think you're right. I was blown away when I saw it the first time. Yep. And I still love it. But I think that at this point when we're watching the... 30th like modern so that's, superhero movie right that's the point that i wanted to make at, after we looked at this was that we're comparing captain marvel to all of these mm -hmm. um and without all of these existing captain marvel wouldn't exist yeah true 
So it's it has to not only is it uh, like standing on the shoulders of these films, it has to like Complete. arguably it has to do better than these films. Otherwise, it's not seen as successful. Yeah, which is not fair to it at all. Yeah, but I mean to to critique it though too in the same way like then that means that the 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 what you said about it being built on the shoulders of these films is also important in that it should be it being movie production studios and the the Marvel machine yeah. should be self-aware enough to to know how to make a good movie at this point. It should. Right. But um you bring in two directors that yeah. have not done anything relevant. And uh, they're they're also kind of a funny story, Duran. It's kind of a funny story. <laughs> um like yeah. no, why I'm did they I don't know why they brought them into Well, do because this because they have a track record of doing really well bringing in small indie directors. Look at Taika Waititi for Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, but that's Taika Waititi. Look at, you can't <laughs> have you like have you seen other Taika Waititi yeah, stuff? Yeah, absolutely, it's phenomenal. Yeah, it is. Have you seen their stuff? Uh, no, no, no. But I am aware <laughs> of what it's kind of a funny story is, and there's like no way would I have ever been like get those people. To look, look at uh, look at um, look at who they brought in to do. I mean, granted, with Creed, he was a bit bigger, but uh, to do Black Panther, right? So Fruitville Station was his like indie one before he did Creed. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. Like, I mean, they like I. I but he did Creed. Yes, but like I haven't seen which which. But to defend that, Creed was way better than it had any business being because of him. That's what, <laughs> but um, like, yeah. So I was fair. okay with the director's pick. I just didn't think they did a good job. Yeah, they did, they did a serviceable I think job. that I think that the issue is you couldn't really tell. You could tell it's a Taika Waititi film. You couldn't really tell these guys from Ant Man's director exactly. Still, and I think I think. What I'm trying to get back to with this is that they, being Marvel and the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the the organization behind it, the studio, they are aware that this is the 30 umph yeah. Marvel film. At this point, it's like they should be able to get pretty much whoever they want to make these films, to make them the best possible, knowing that like here's what we've done in the past, here's what's worked, here's what hasn't worked. And maybe they're still like willing to take gambles on people and I'm and maybe that's what it is but like for them to to come out with a film and have it you know have a criticism be like be that well the writing didn't seem great and like the directing seemed okay it's like you guys have so much experience behind making these that, films like I think that works against them in a way because you can get so into the formula into checking the marvel boxes if you will right well I don't Which even think it's necessarily checking the marvel boxes right cuz I if they bring in, I think they have the uh, the ability now to bring in the writers that they want to bring I've, in, bring I've, in directors. I've that they thought want about to bring what in. you've said with like any movie that's ever been made, because I'm like, guys, how can you make a bad movie when you've got years, decades of movie history to watch and know what's good and know what's bad, and you still made this piece of crap, right? It's well, but I, I think also funny. one thing that we haven't really talked about is the idea that. What Duran said initially was that the target of this film was not necessarily people who are super into superhero movies, even though it should have been, given that it's the whatever in yeah. the series and it's leading up to the f- final, yeah. right? I think that there was, and and so the, like the the choices that the the movie studios are making are more along the lines of let's make a thing that will appeal to most people, yeah, which doesn't necessarily mean that the three of us who spend a lot of time thinking about movies and who also really enjoy well-crafted movies, right? Mm-hmm. That that is like a, a more niche... Have we talked about the Breaking Bad, Two Broke Girls thing? 
No, but I love Breaking Bad. So the fat finale of Breaking Bad, right? This is like the end yeah. of Shaviers. What is arguably like a the critically acclaimed TV show ever made. thing, right? Like regardless of if you think it's good or bad, it doesn't matter. But right, like arguably it's it's notable. Um, the day that it premiered, it was like an order of magnitude lower in viewership than just like a mid-season Two Broke Girls episode. It was something like there was I don't know like. 50,000, I'm going to be wrong. No, it was, it was 5 million people watched Breaking Bad, but like 100,000 people watched Two Broke Girls or something like that. It was some absurd difference between but who I th- was watching. I think that's, uh, I think a lot of that is uh, is audience appeal, right? Like, yeah. Oh, but So Breaking Bad is is targeting a very niche audience that's going to watch it, whereas Two Broke Girls is, is kind of expanding. And I would argue that the choices of these directors and these writers was to be the more appealing. Gotcha. Not the more specific, right? I, I think that it's... Because what you guys are asking for is like, hey, there's great writers. We, we brought up John Wick, right? Like, John Wick exists. Why don't we make a movie in Marvel that has the same level of fight scene choreography and cinematography as John Wick? Well... It's different. Because John Wick is not mainstream. Right? Like, guns. as much as you guys like it, I think that it's not nearly as... As mainstream as you want it to be. That's so fair. That's one, fair. One of the things I was going to look up really quick. So this is Box Office Mojo's list of origin stories. I love BMM. BOM. I do too. Yeah. Uh, it's probably going to be a little different than Duran's organization, right? So it might not line up directly. But looking at specifically the opening gross for the movies. Opening weekend? It's one position behind Black Panther, which is the highest grossing opening weekend. Oh, now, it's killing it. It's also really important to note that that like, drastically changes between Iron Man coming out. Ten years ago, yeah. 11, and it be ago, and it not like having any previous things before. Right? Yeah, like it yeah. didn't have the so, buildup. Yeah, so it's definitely not a fair comparison. Um, but I think that if you step away from, because there's lots of different ways to measure the goodness of a film, right? And if you step away from ratings and just look at like how many people are going to see it, you also get just a different story, right? Yeah, not not necessarily any right or wrong, just mm-hmm. a different story, right? So the the order for uh, is what is third? What I think it is. Oh, third is what you think it is, David. Oh, God. Can you see it from across the room? I can't see it. It is Suicide Squad. It's Suicide Squad. Well, so we got Suicide Squad, Deadpool, Man of Steel, Spider-Man. Yeah. Man of Steel. Uh, Spider-Man or Spider-Man? I'm going to argue that Man of Steel is the best uh, DC movie in in the modern DC universe. Yeah, I would say so. Um, Even though I'd watch Aquaman before that. Oh, my gosh. Um, Oh, one quick thing with the audience. But leading up to this, everyone, I saw so much, heard so much, Goose the Cat steals the show, he's the best, watch out for the cat, and I was like, meh? I mean, it was a day six machina of like... And you could tell... We have to resolve this, The Let's CGI the cat, cat was, for how good Sam's face was, that cat was equally, like, jarring CGI. I did not like it. I mean, it was... Did you meh. guys stick around for the end, end, end yeah. credit scene? Yeah, yeah. No, I was like... I was like, never. I don't want to stick around for another end end scene ever again. So, oh, so my, Ugh. I read, God, I, I went was online because I like, I like just reading like general comments and reviews yeah. of of films after I've seen them. Um, someone so said what they should have done is throughout the end credits, like have the initial scene of the cat starting to throw up and then come back to credits yeah. and then come back to yeah. another scene of the cat like still trying to throw up because cats don't <laughs> cats are not good at throwing it's up it's true they're not it takes forever it's true and that would have made it for me if it was like 
three or the four scenes before yeah. the cat was finally able to throw up, then I would have been like, accurate. It, it'd uh, be something, you. though. Because they had, yeah. to, they had to, like, connect the dots between yeah. where the Tesseract was, yeah. right? But we knew where the Tesseract was. I was in confused when I walked out of, like, wait, where was it before this movie? Right? Because it's in Captain America, which happens before this movie. Right? That's the thing that Red Skull has that he's trying to mess yes. around with, right? Yes, so... And it it's, falls to the bottom of the sea. It falls to the bottom of the sea. And then Tony Stark's dad goes and gets it. Tony Stark's dad gets it. Yep. And then that's now part of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I guess. And Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. then gives it to Marvel. Marvel must be like, hey, well, let me play with that. Because Operation Pegasus is in other movies. I didn't know this. I had to watch a YouTube video to show me this. But, like, it was in... Maybe well, because Samuel L. Jackson, or Nick Fury, I guess, as soon as Carol... Says like, hey, I need, what's Operation Pegasus? He knows. Yeah, that's right. Like, he drives her straight he, to it, right? He's yeah. not like, what are you talking about? He's like, okay, yeah, uh, let's go figure this out. Yeah. So he was probably aware. Well, he probably didn't know that she, that the doctor, yeah, had the Tesseract. Yeah, but he's aware that she was working on some top secret yeah. stuff. Yeah. So then from there it goes to the dude from Thor, the Doctor guy. Not the doctor guy, the scientist guy. Well, I forgot, and he was studying it. Yeah, and then I think was from there, he working with Shield from the start of that? I don't remember. I think so. Somehow he gets a hold of and it, and then the whole point is then it goes back to Asgard. After that, right? The the end of uh, Thor is back in Asgard. Uh, no, the end of Thor seven. Yeah, yeah, Thor seven. No, right at the at the end it. of Thor. No, 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 because it's the it's at the beginning of Avengers that Loki comes to Earth and snags it. I don't remember. Right? Because they have it in that underground thing. I remember Hawkeye's like hanging out, out above and they're like, what's he doing up there? And they're like, he likes to be alone. And they're working on it down in that underground yeah. thing. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, That's the Tesseract, right? I don't know. And then Loki shows up and he's got the Mind Stone in his thing. And he uses that to get the Tesseract. Mm. And then that the whole Avengers is like yeah. Loki messing around with the Tesseract. And then they when they yeah. when they win at the end, they... Handcuff Loki and give the Asgardians. That's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, yep. Boom. We did it, guys. We did it. Um, also, the whole fact that this entire movie, if you take a step back, is also Deus Ex Machina for Endgame. Yeah. Right? In the sense of, like, it is the key that will resolve Endgame in the sense of, like, oh, Captain Marvel's just part of the Infinity Stone, therefore she can fight. I Thanos. love... Two things there. Love that first end credit scene. Made me... That that scene with her, I was like, oh, in yeah, in so, Infinity War, no, in Marvel, in Captain, Captain the, Marvel, Captain Marvel, the first end credit scene with Captain Marvel when she came down, and she's like, Where's so they, the, yeah, in, in Infinity War, right, like in current time, oh that's what yeah, I mean, yeah, right? yeah, like yeah, it's post, yeah. Post, yep, yep. I was like, yeah. I'm so ready to see her in that movie. It'll, I think yeah, she'll be yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. The second thing is, what did you just talk to me about? What was the second thing? What were you just saying? Uh, it's a Deus Ex Machina. The idea that it's just like it's a plot. Oh, it's, oh it's I was just, just like gonna a, say she's part of the Infinity Stone. I will say this: the whole like her being a um, a role model for like little girls and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, man, are how many little girls are gonna like stand really close to their dad's cars, engines, and just be like, no, like, <laughs> no. I'm um, just saying, like, that's silly, Dave. So I, one I'm thing just, <laughs> she, she did what it kind of goes back to my point. Like, what did she? I mean, she just so I next to the thing that so exploded. this is interesting because I thought that she was. Basically, a mutant because I think that in one of the original Captain Marvel comics, she is born with this power where 
anytime that she is there, like receives physical like trauma, she's able to then absorb and redirect that. Mm, interesting. Okay, that is like the panther suit. Yeah, yeah, but in a physical, form. but in a physical form. Yeah. Um, I think that was one that yeah. in one of the comics that's her power. But in this, there and like even in the first couple of previews, they make it seem like that. Like they show those mm, scenes of her yeah. as a kid like falling down, getting up, and like powering up from yeah. that fall. Well, that still could be true. We just don't know, right? Like. It, they didn't, the that's movie didn't explain tr- it. That's true. The yeah. movie, and that was my whole thing, is like, is that how it is now? Yeah. Or did she have zero powers whatsoever until the Tesseract engine blew up? Like, yeah. that part yeah. is kind of gray area. The one thing I do want to say, though, is like, when she shows up in that end credit scene, she looks haggard. Oh, yeah. And I true. appreciate that. And I also appreciate that, like, throughout the movie, she's like, she's dealing with, she has, like, long hair, and it's, like, in her face and bugging her the whole time. Yeah. And I feel like that's a more accurate representation of a lot of like female characters. So yeah. like in Wonder Woman, is there any point in Wonder Woman where she's like, fuck, my hair's bugging me. Or Wonder Woman, Mira she just, in- Gal Gadot, yeah. or yes, Gal Gadot just stands like a model and walks like a model the whole time. And the director, Patty Jenkins, focused on her butt a lot. I was like, come on, Patty. But none of that in Marvel, which I really yeah. Enjoyed. So this is the point I want to talk about today was this, the idea that like it wasn't. The, well, I liked it. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, carry on. She like Marvel. It didn't. She didn't need to be a girl. Yeah, that's yeah, the thing. Yeah, and that's what I loved about yeah. it. Which is why when they did the montage of the little girl standing up thing, I was like that. Which is one thing I'll say I did appreciate about the character. And even though my point still stands, they didn't show us. They told us. They told yeah. us really well because I was like, man. That's not like I'm a girl standing up. That's I'm a person standing yeah. up, and no, nothing about her character yeah. was woman. Yes, it was good, right? Like yeah. she was a woman, but she wasn't right. Like her character had nothing to do with her gender, and it. I think the good thing about that is that it shows like anyone can. Yeah, it's. I well, it's feel inclusive, like right. It's, it's the idea that like, yeah, it doesn't matter. it's inclusive. It doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, and and I also enjoyed the fact that racially, also the movie had what one. Two two white guys and one white woman, and the rest of the actors were not. And again, like the, it, it was more just a more. I mean, it's it's beneficial that Samuel Jackson is your supporting actor. He's not white, and he's has not been white the whole time. But just like, right, her buddy is not just another white woman. Her buddy's. A you could argue woman. that like, at just, this point, Samuel L. Jackson is his own race. Just badass. You don't see, yeah, it's his Sam Sam man. Yeah. It's Sam, just man. Sam. But I just enjoyed the fact that they didn't... Because they could have easily, especially in the context of... Like, I when am the woman he's coming out. Yeah, yeah. They could have made it like this this feminist speech. I was scared speech, of it. it was going to be, which it wasn't. Which is my critique of Jessica Jones. But, right, like... That's why they canceled it. Well, I don't want to get into that. But, but the whole point of, like, I felt as though they did a really good job not bowing to tropes of women. Or I felt, right? Yeah. A yeah. man saying this, but, right, like, I, I didn't feel as though they... The it movie wasn't time. handcuffed in yes. any way. Uh, guys, are we wrapping this up? We can. I think so. I mean, there were more things that I kind of wanted to talk about, but I think that we've hit a lot of really good points here. Yeah. Uh, what are you guys' predictions for Endgame and how Captain Marvel fits in? Um, I think, oh man, I read the greatest fan theory that is... Not greater than my fan theory. <laughs> What's your fan theory? You know how they destroy Thanos? Oh my gosh, nope. You're right. It's not greater than your fan theory. How do they destroy Thanos, dude? Uh, Ant-Man expands in his butthole. 
goes up in there and I mean this is ultimately the problem with <laughs> this is ultimately the problem with power creep in movies is that yeah like, absolutely um the theory that I read was that um, either the intro at the very beginning of Endgame, they, if, they're they probably not going to, but what they should do is a flashback to Novacor, mm-hmm. Thanos coming in to get the Power Stone, mm-hmm. and Captain Marvel's already there, oh. and she fights Thanos that first time and loses... Uh, Thanos destroys Novacore, gets the Power Stone, takes off, and and starts, and then he goes into what we see as Infinity War. I'm so ready for this fucking movie. And then <laughs> that experience, like, sh- kind of shell shocks Captain Marvel because up until this point she's been sort of an unstoppable force, yeah. and that's the whole reason behind like why she needs the Avengers. Like the mm. Avengers need her, but like she knows yeah. that she can't do this on her own, so yeah. she needs them just as much. Uh, yeah, those like those matching white suits at the end. Oh gosh, uh, quantum suits maybe. So so Absolutely. you guys haven't read any of the Infinity War series of the comic books, right? No. Well, is it called Infinity War? Yeah. There yeah, there's a series. So there's a series where I'm very this, I'm, this is like I have touched this, I have not embraced it, right? Yeah, like I've I've read through a lot of them. Um, but a lot of the conflict in the Infinity War portion happens in space, which has not yet been... Captain America doesn't go in space, right? Like, that's not a thing that happens so Guardians far in movies. Guardians the ones that bro- broached that. Yeah, thing. right. And we kind of had this in Infinity War when Tony Stark and uh, Spider-Man Iron Man, go... Doctor Strange, yeah. Right. Um, but, like, the, the core amount of the conflict in kind of the epicness of the comic books was, like, in space, right? Captain America is in, like a spaceship fighting Thanos's spaceships, right? Which is something that we haven't seen yet. So I think that is a potential throw to Avengers in space. space. <laughs> uh, another thing I was thinking about that I just remembered is the uh, Stan Lee cameo. Yeah. Oh, man, it was great. They Do you know could've... what he was reading lines to? Wasn't it? Yeah, I, I don't remember. It was Mall Rats. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Which is a Kevin Smith film. Yeah, there's there's Fantastic. a couple interesting fan theories about how they've confirmed more cameos in the upcoming movies with him. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. But the fact that like Captain Marvel had like an interaction with him in some way. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It wasn't her just little, like her little her, like nod. Yeah. And I was like, oh. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, so yeah. it's funny. I watched it with Maddie, and Maddie didn't know who Stanley was. And so at the beginning, when they did the whole Stanley like, she's like, guy? she's like, dude, what the? F- who, who is this old guy? guy? What? Why is he dressed? And I was like, up oh no! I was character. like, he's the guy that invented, like, created all the characters. She's like, that makes. I was super confused. <laughs> I was like, what? Well, this old man? Yeah. What? Yeah. She's like, is that a new superhero? <laughs> uh, what do we What do we want to do for ratings? For oh for, yeah, um, um obvious. How, how about this? Where would you put it in your, your Marvel lineup if you had to put Captain Marvel somewhere in... And you don't have to spend a lot of time thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, like, yeah. I know. I'd, I'll, I'll just broad stroke it. Broad stroke it. Broad stroke it. Um, I would say the upper echelon of my lower middle tier. So you're talking about like a 25% percentile. I was, I'd put it in the high 30s at best. Yeah. Probably high 20s. So... Percent. I've got this list of origin films in front of me. Um, I would put it... I'd probably put it in like the... The eight spot? 
Yeah, seven or eight. Seven or eight. Because um, I think, like, I think Wonder Woman. I don't know. First two acts, I liked Wonder Woman's chemistry with Chris Pine. Yeah, yeah. Better. It just went a weird. What? Way. Better than Captain Marvel? Mm, no, 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 no. That's what I liked about the movie, and then it oh, ruined okay, it in the okay. third act. Yeah, I was just gonna say, I felt this was a Captain Marvel's chemistry with uh, the everyone chem- else's character. The chemistry with Gal Gadot, it was. I just didn't like how it forced was it was. The whole thing of like, oh, you're new here, kind of feeling. Yeah, right. and, and I feel like, and oh, look yeah, at my. Yeah, let's not, I don't. I don't want to get too far into this. I would say, okay, so we've got twelve origin films here. I would put Captain Marvel around the six or seven. I'd go lower. I'd go to seven or eight. Eight probably. Okay, so that means you would put. I think. Uh, I think. S- would you put Spider-Man: Homecoming before Captain Marvel? Yes. Yes. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, but I would put Captain Marvel above. Speaking of movies that are not made for. I'd put it above Incredible Hulk. I'd put it above Wonder Woman. I'd put it above Ant Man. I'd put it above Doctor Strange, and that's it. Yeah. I think Doctor I'd put it. And Doctor Strange is close. I'd probably put it above. Did you say Wonder Woman? Yeah. Yeah, I'd put it above Wonder Woman, Strange, Ant Man. Thor, Incredible Hulk. Um, it'd probably be about on par with Captain America for me. Yeah. Which was not was also not super highly rated based on these. But that's kind of where... That grenade it. scene, though. Um, for the record, um, when I first did this, I was like, I'm going to include Batman Begins, mm-hmm. and that will be sort of like standard. The, the litmus test? This is the yeah. litmus test. Is Are you better than Batman Begins? Are you worse than Batman Begins? Batman Begins is the Christopher Nolan. Yeah. I also think that Batman Begins suffers somewhat from what we talked about with Iron Man a little bit. And that it was the first of? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it suffers necessarily. Well, no, it's... It's also a little bit of a different context. Yeah. Oh, it's absolutely different. But that was my... Oh, I think it it definitely deserves to be on this list. I just think that it's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, DC. Um, It's also... Different context. Good, good, good. good. So... I would be fine rating this with against Batman Begins. Because that's kind of what I was doing here. Oh, that's hard, though. Because how many Marvel movies would you watch more than you'd watch Batman Begins? Uh, I think it's a fair number. A handful. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. Avengers of Infinity War before Batman Begins. Uh, oh, Guardians maybe. of the Galaxy. Uh, Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Maybe, maybe I just really like Batman um, Begins. I really like it, too. I do, too. I don't think it'd be, like, multiple times. Yeah. But it's like, all right. I'd probably watch Thor Ragnarok and then immediately watch Batman. Like, it'd be one to one, but it would just be... This is the second best movie in that trilogy. True. Yeah. Mm. I like it better than Dark Knight Rises. I'm thinking if I like Dark Knight Rises more. I liked it not as much as Batman Begins. I think Batman Begins suffers from it being the first one. Yeah. Uh, I've got two words, three syllables. Liam Neeson. Four syllables. (laughs) 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 Not if you just call him Liam. Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. Uh, is in the You Liked Me, You Didn't Like Him. No, I was just making I love that he reprises his role from... Uh, the Grey? The Grey. Oh, yeah. Uh, I would probably put Captain Marvel in the, like, five-ish range. Really? Yeah. So, above Batman Begins? Uh, I would probably go... In no Cap- particular order oh. above. Dun- also, I would say that uh, Black Panther, I like Black Panther less than Captain Marvel. I'm going to make that point clear. Yeah. I-, I think Black Panther was a subpar film. Yeah, I agree with you. We've talked about this. We've yeah. About this. Um, I would probably say Captain America, Batman Begins, 
Iron Man, Captain Marvel, and then the rest. Oh, above G of oh, the G. G of the G? Yeah, I don't... You guys love Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm not a huge fan. I don't like the second one. I like the first one. Oh, the second one is hot, I don't, steaming garbage. I don't like any three of them, and I'm adding Thor Ragnarok in there. Um, any three of them. What? It's Guardians of the Galaxy light, for sure. The tone. It is just Guardians of the Galaxy. No, it's not. Not no, at all. Not. My whole point is simply that... I'm Korg. This is me. See, this is, this is the thing that frustrates me so much. Is that you always do this when we talk about Thor Ragnarok. You want to come? Yeah. And guess who's in that scene? Captain Marvel. Not Thor and not no. Hulk. Yeah, it's true. Right? Like, that's... You're, you're basically just saying, like, there's a funny what scene. What are you talking about? I know Thor's in the scene. I'm saying that the person you're Thor's talking about... Thor's not in the scene. No, no. Uh, Who's talking about Idris Elba. Loki. 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 Is in the scene. Thank you. Okay, my whole point is just simply it's like a side character, side character, tertiary conversation. And it's like, that's not even... That... No, no, no. That's an important... That point in the movie is very important. If Loki doesn't go with them, Loki doesn't convince them to go to Asgard to save the rest of the Asgardians. So let the record show. Man, we are let the record show. Drag. Let, let the record show. I don't agree with Durant. I just like the voice. I know you do. I'm Korg. Have you seen the Have you seen the trailers for Toy Story Two with or Toy Story Four yes. with Key and Peele? What? I haven't seen them. I think it's hilarious. Anyway, um, I would probably watch this more than other Marvel movies. Okay, that's fair. Uh, Batman Begins scale. Batman Begins scale. How many watch... times would you watch Captain Marvel before watching Batman Begins? Zero. How many times would you watch Batman Begins before watching Captain Marvel? Well, you can say Four and a half. Before. What? Mm, yeah. I guess, okay, so we're going to switch it up because we're all in agreement that Batman Begins is a better film than Captain Marvel? Yeah. Okay, so how many times would you watch Batman Begins? I would say four and a half, and it's that number because I'd want a mix-up from the direness. <laughs> compared to... <laughs> Uh, compared compared to Captain Marvel, yeah, 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 no, I see what you're saying, but just like, damn, is that low or high? That seems a, like a lot of Batman Begins. That's a lot of Batman Begins. Oh yeah, maybe sorry, two point eight. There we go. Wow, that's a big change. <laughs> no, it's not. It's one point seven change. I mean, one point seven out of four point five. That's a lot. Fifty percent change, guys. Okay, here's. Are the you deal. critiquing our arbitrary rating system? Here's the deal. David? Here's the deal. Here's the deal. David, you know the rules. Here's. I'll, I will say this: if you have. Christian Bale as um, Captain Marvel? No, 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 no. <laughs> as uh, Dick Samuel Cheney? Jackson. No, as Dick Cheney in Batman Begins. I would watch that movie <laughs> twenty-seven times <laughs> before I watch Captain Marvel. Drain. Um, I'd watch. Two point eight. Final answer. I'd watch. I think I'd watch Batman Begins once, and then I would watch Captain Marvel. If you have to, yeah. I would think. you? Would you then keep doing that cycle of? Our our rating system is so until you die. <laughs> I'm just saying you're saying they're equal. I'm saying right, either they're one to one portions. If you're making saying, a recipe of Duran's weekend, okay, so it's one part if, Batman, one part. I'm not gonna Batman. do. I'm not gonna do point. I'm not gonna do fractions. <laughs> I'm turning movie, that movie right? off. I'm not gonna watch like 1.8 Batman Begins <laughs> and then stop it and then watch Captain Marvel. Right. <laughs> I don't. I don't think it's two to one. I don't think it's okay. Well, I'm not gonna watch Batman saying. Begins twice yeah. before watching Captain Marvel. I think I watch Batman Begins once, and I go, "Man, I really like Batman Begins." And then it's like, do I want to watch that whole movie again before watching Captain Marvel, or am I okay with just from here watching Captain Marvel? I'm a one, especially on Duran's argument right there. Yeah, Duran's <laughs> argument makes the history of this rating system seem <laughs> Wait really messed up. <laughs> Wait, our, our rating system is flawed? 
I know. Can't no. believe you're bringing no. this up, David. <laughs> Dave's like, no, I'd watch Batman Begins 2.8 times. <laughs> yeah, you heard it. Here, folks. So I would get 80% of the way through my third viewing of Batman Begins. Shut it off before the climax of the movie and this? then go watch This Captain is an Marvel. interesting question. Maybe, we, maybe we, can change, we can change our final rating instead of trying to compare it to other movies. We can change it to should the movie have been made or not. Because for or Aquaman, wait, I would why don't say we, no. Okay, so we... I don't I know got if about we did 1. this. $1.8 billion that would disagree with you. David, would your parents like this film? There we go. Oh, um, they would not like it. They would just be like, huh. Like, they're not really ingrained in the Marvel thing, so. Yeah. Um, I think that. If you were like, hey guys, mom would, I mom brought would this like movie it. home. Mom Can would, we watch it? Mom would like it, and dad wouldn't. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, I think that both my parents, if I brought this movie home and was like, hey, I got this movie. All you guys have to do is sit and watch it. They would both like be completely fine with sitting All you and watching have to it. Do is sit and watch it. They would both probably sit through it and enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah, both my parents would watch it. I think my mom would be kind of weirded out by the alien stuff, but okay. Yeah, and I think it's interesting is the movie has so many like callbacks to stuff that oh, absolutely. I think if you like if you watch this movie in a vacuum, I think it wouldn't nearly be as good as. I think that's a really interesting point, my considering just, that we just talked about how this movie is made for widespread audiences. My yeah, dad just true. thinks way too true. much, and he would be bored by it. My dad doesn't like generic, boring things. Did he watch Foretold? He hates Foretold. <laughs> <laughs> he straight up told me to my face that he did not like sitting... It broke oh, my heart, honestly. I'm He's sorry. Like, I, did I didn't mean like to bring up an old movie. Yeah. being a he, but, but, but... But... He... Loves Edgar Allan Poe. Okay. He requests to watch it, and I'm not lying. He's okay. like, David, do you have that DVD of Edgar Allan Poe? That's hilarious. <laughs> he hates Foretold, but he likes Edgar Allan Poe. Okay, well, we need to watch Edgar Allan Poe. I've got both of them. Um, yeah. I think that's it. I think that's it. Uh, is it, though? Nope. Recommendations. Real Recommendations. quick. Recommendations. Other oh, media stuff. Oh, oh, I was yeah. going to say. Because I've got a good one. Pick a movie to Let's watch. Let's recommend next. and then pick. Recommend. Okay. Yeah. Real recommend. quickly. Yeah. Real quickly. So DC is a streaming service, right? What's DC? DC, the the comic company. What are you talking about? DC has a streaming. DC service. Comics. DC Comics has, has a streaming, streaming service. What's DC Comics? He's trolling me. He's a little bit. A little uh, bit. DC is still relevant. No. In so, any way. <laughs> so so, I messed around, got a free subscription to check it out. Titans, not good. Doom Patrol. I recommend watching the TV series Doom Patrol. It's awesome. What is um, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so there's four characters. Oh, man. There's uh, Robot Man. There's... <laughs> it's Kate. Yes. And oh, guess, what no. makes, guess what makes it better? He's played not a by, Robot Man? Played by Brandon Fraser. Oh. Okay, who... You've... You've piqued my interest now. No, so and then there's a woman who's like a model, but then she turns into is she a, called model woman? No, but she turns into like a big slug of goo whenever she's like is freaked she, out. Is she slug goo woman? Yep, she's slug goo woman. Um, don't don't knock till you try it, guys. Basically, four misfits, and it's not a super sexy show. It's a weird show. Literally, a donkey farts out like interdimensional portals, and like little. It's weird, but it's really good. I've only seen three episodes so far, but Doom Patrol was quirky and weird, and they own it, and I really enjoy it. 
So yeah, check it out. Right on. But you have to pay for DC streaming service to watch. You can't it. get it for free. No, you can. I got it. I got a free subscription for a week, and then I restarted another account to get another free subscription. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So I've done that. I'm on my third one. I think they're gonna catch on pretty quick. <laughs> Probably not. They just, um, they just hope that that's more annoying than paying whatever it costs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's my recommendation. Doom Patrol. Scott. Uh, Return of the Obra Dinn. Have I talked about this? It's a game. Podcast? It is a game. I don't know if you talked about it on the podcast. Man, I love that game. I think it's been since we last recorded that I started playing it. Well, it's not really a thing that you play a lot. It's I think I probably played through in maybe 20, 25 hours. Uh, essentially, the premise is that you are sent to a ship to find out how everyone died. And everyone's dead on the ship. Uh, and so you go through and you see people's last moments before death. And just the, the way that it tells a story is transformative. I mean, it's like if you think about like we had books and then we had movies, and there's a difference between those two, and obviously some people have preference, but just the way that this particular medium can tell a story is mind blowing. Uh, it's it, it's fantastic. That's it's cool. cool. Return of the Oberdin. You can get on Steam. You can get on other stuff. Very can you good. get it on the DC streaming service? Because I'm on um, there for free right now. No. <laughs> All right, I'll have to look no. into that. Do you know why? Why? Because it's not hot garbage. Oh, watch Doom Patrol. I'm serious. One episode not, is all it takes. No, I'm not gonna. Wow. One. Wow. If I bring it to you on a froggy USB, will you watch it? Forty-five no. minutes. Maybe no. it's forty-five 40, minutes. It's like fifty-two. What? Oh my god. For one episode? Yeah. They're hour wow. episodes. Yeah, they're good. Okay. Brendan Fraser's so Robot Man. I do love Brendan Fraser. Thank you. You're right. My life. Okay, um, I'll have Duran watch it, and then if he likes it, you can watch it. That's true. If Duran likes it, I'll probably watch it. There you go. Thanks. Um. First thing, uh, not really a recommendation, but a few episodes back, I yeah. recommended Atmosphere's new album. Yeah. Um, I then saw Atmosphere live, yeah. and I think it's my favorite live yeah. show of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, it was phenomenal. My actual recommendation is going to be the documentary Free Solo. Mm. It's um, good. Is this about rock climbing? It? Mm-hmm. Yes. It's about rock climbing Capitan. without any yeah. gear. Yeah, it's more about the guy. It's it, Alex Holland, mm-hmm. Holland, something like that. Uh, Spider-Man? No, okay, he's not Spider-Man. Uh, that would make Tom this, Holland. That would make this, that would make it so easy. Um, he so the f- documentary is about his attempt at free soloing um, El Capitan, El, El Capitan, which is in Yosemite, um, and it's arguably I think it's arguably like the hardest rock climbing in the world that's doable without yes and no i think it's i think it's parts of it so there's different routes on el capitan parts of el capitan even with gear are the hardest the, um it's super great it's intense i was sweating the whole time won an oscar yeah. um it did it won the oscar for best documentary, best documentary. and it is well deserved because it's it's a compelling story about about a person um doing just an incredible thing nice so watch John Wall next yeah I do need to they're both so good alright cool cool uh, uh, thanks for watching everyone eat your vegetables call your moms they need it you know they the, vegetables. You. the vegetables the vegetables need eating <laughs> and the moms need calling <laughs> Maddie Dude. swears to this day you've told us Two or three times. He said, you'll never take my Doritos. Yeah.